episode of Salvation Solutions. I am Aviance. I am Aramis. And I'm Pastor D. So for today, we are talking about the good fight of faith. Mm. So I'm going to let you for... Actually, this started off because this is something that you yeah, wanted brought, to talk he, he about. Yes, yeah, so wait a second. We, we, we said that we weren't going to start at this point, right? That's what we said. No, but we're talking about the good, the the good I, fight of faith. So, absolutely. so when so when you hear that, the good fight of faith, like what what comes to your mind when you hear that? Uh, well, that that's that's kind of a loaded question for for <laughs> for me personally. Um. The good fight of faith is is just uh, you know what it's it's a daily commitment. Exactly, it's a, it's a daily commitment. It it really is because you 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 have to you know, and we've talked about this before. You have, you have to see things from from the end from the end goal, you know, and, and so every step that you take needs to be focused on that end goal. It's like when Peter stepped out on the water. Second, he took his eyes off Jesus. He started sinking. Right. So so that's what's in my mind on a daily basis when it comes to, you know, what I declare through faith. You know, what's the end goal? OK, then this is what I'm moving towards. If I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I mean, that's a great answer. I mean, everything we do has to begin from the point of rest. We talked about last week, our subject matter was rest, restoration and rewards. And obviously we can't take in the 40 minutes we have here. We can't exhaust the the lessons and the thoughts and the concepts to its fullest. But one of the things that we did bring out last week was Jesus is at rest and we should, our, our, our life begins from his rest. And, and the fight of faith is, is just that is a fight to believe. Hebrews tells us that the labor for the believer, as it was with the children of Israel was to enter into the rest of the promised land. Once they entered into the promised land, then life was kind of like, I wouldn't say, it's not, I won't say easy, but it's like, it's, 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 uh, it's pre-programmed for you to succeed. It's bent towards you to prosper once you enter into the life. And it's very important that we understand that everything that we need as far as giftings and callings and favor and, and love and mercy and all the things that our salvation promises us is built into the faith life. I can't stress that enough. Because that revelation will change everything about how we believe, how we operate, and how we function when it comes to our faith. That everything we need is built into the faith life. As you walk by faith, we go from faith to faith. As you walk by faith, you then run into the things that you need. And we have to see that rest is what we labor to get into. The labor in that instance is believing. That's the labor. The labor is for us to believe. The fight now begins once we've entered into the rest. The fight is to hold on to the territory that you've taken by faith. The fight is to believe. It's called the good fight of believing, of faith. Faith means to believe. What is it that you believe? I believe in the finished work of Christ. One of the things that I wanted to um, get into was, and this, this is, this is, I want to say this carefully. The transition that we have to make, just like there was a transition from Moses and the prophets to Jesus preaching the kingdom. There's a transition from Jesus and how he operated in his ministry to how we operate in the faith that we stand now. There's a transition each transition, there comes a change. The change for us in how we function and live our faith life 
is, is a transition from how Jesus demonstrated things. Jesus' ministry was a sneak preview into what his finished work would contain for us. In other words, all that Jesus did from his healings to his teachings um, to the miracles and all those things and to, and to the forgiveness of sin and all the things Jesus did in his ministry was, is, was a, was a uh, microcosmic um, preview, so to speak, of what we have in the finished work of our salvation. That is now up to us how we enforce that in our faith life. It's not us praying to God to do it. See, he taught us to speak to the mountain. He taught us to speak to the mountain. But we said, Jesus, please move this mountain for us. He said, that's not, that's not what I taught you. <laughs> Jesus is going to move this mountain for you. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's not. Because I already he's not. see other people like, what you mean? He's not. Jesus, Jesus moved this mountain. Up. No, he, he's not. Okay. So what I'm supposed to do it by myself? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> yes, you're supposed to do it by yourself with your words. By yourself with your words. Or, or you, got, you grab your sister over there and say, sister, will you touch and agree with me that this mountain be moved? Yeah. But I ain't, I, Jesus ain't. It's already built in. So that's interesting because when you first started explaining things, I was like, hmm, so then what's the difference between salvation and faith? But if I have it right, is salvation like the, the finished work where everything we have is needed and faith is is the is the walk to go into that salvation? Amen, one hundred percent. Okay. God <laughs> says we access this grace how by faith. Mm-hmm. See, everything we have is finished. Everything God wants, it's done. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done. When He had bound to a person, and He sat out, it's finished. The fight of faith is to believe that which is finished. Mm-hmm. My healing is finished. My wealth creation strategy is finished. My deliverance is finished. My love is finished. My forgiveness mm. is finished. His favor on my life is finished. I've already, I give you favor. What else you need? I give you, I gifted you. What else you need? I love you. What else you need? Oh, you forget. What else you need? Oh, mercy. You got it. What else you need? It's all in there. We ain't got to ask him for that. It's all in there. So when we talk about the fight of faith, the fight is to believe, the fight is to believe he has forgiven me. No matter how much, I'm, how bad I mess up. The fight is to believe that I am favored. The fight is to believe that I am sinless. The fight is to believe that I am righteousness. The fight is to believe that that's the fight is to believe when all the stuff around me saying I'm not. The fight is to believe the finished work. Whose report will you believe? Yeah. That's what Isaiah said. Who, what are you going to believe? You're going to believe what, what the world's saying? Whose report did Abraham believe? Whose report did David believe? Whose report did Solomon believe? Whose report did they? Who, whose report did Noah believe? Man, it's gonna rain in a minute. I need you to go build an ark. Rain? What's that? It ain't never rain. I know, but go build the ark. Like I said, it's gonna rain in a certain amount of time. You need to have this ark. I'm gonna start over with you. I can imagine all Noah's buddies clowning him, laughing at what you doing. Oh, it's gonna rain. What? Ron, what are you talking? Rain? What are you talking about? Bible says he was persecuted. Right. Yeah. Whose report did he believe? See. Faith and, and the fight of faith is to believe that which is finished and that which has been revealed to me. So then the enemy's goal is to make us not believe. So so is you that like is that his thing? Like I'm coming after your belief? Everything about Satan is to get you to doubt. It's to get you to 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 be in unbelief. It's to get you to fear. So you can start, so you can start. What fear does is eats away at your faith. Right? It's uh, the Bible refers to it as a, um, as a, um, um, 
Oh, as it, it causes your face to leak out, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact scripture, but but the whole goal is to get you not to believe, to get you up in the doubt, get you in unbelief, because unbelief, according to the word of God in Hebrews, is evil. Right. It's evil, right? So, so what we don't understand is our unbelief limits what God can do. And I'm going to say that so everybody can understand it. Your unbelief limits God. Why is that important? Because that flies right in the face of God can do whatever he want to do when he want to do it. No, he can't. No, he can't. That's not true. So you got to clear, you you clear, clear that up for, for folks at home. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, clear go. that up for folks at home. Let's go. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. yeah. Because now when you say that limits what God can do, yes. this yeah. is where people get it mixed up. Well, I thought you said God is at rest. He is at rest. Okay, well then, how am I limiting what God can do if you said that what was what is already done? So, so how am I supposed to get through that? Right. So, what we're talking about is the religious thought of this, right? When you say, when you say he's at rest, he ain't working no more. Right. So your life is finished. Right. It's the finished work. But now, when we talk about when, when we when we're dealing with um, God can't do whatever He wants to do when He wants to do it, is because you have a determination in what God can and can't do. Or what God, oh, let me say it like this, what can be manifested in okay. your life through the finished work. That's how we should say it. Yeah. What can be manifested through into your life through the finished work is all determined by what you believe, which brings us back to what, 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 what got us here is, is you wanting us to get to the point to where, where does God meet us? How does God meet us in where we are in our faith? Well, it's not about how he meets us. It's about what we can believe. Mm. He's, he's, he's distributed to you everything that you can possibly, that you need. But now your faith determines how much of that you access. We access this grace. The grace can be, this, this, this put it in numerically, the grace can be 100%. But if I only access 25% of that, that's all I'm going to get out of it. It's 25% of it. Yeah. But the way we, we perceive it because we've been taught this is that God, if God wants you to have 25%, that's all you're going to have. No, right. that means he's still working. He's not working anymore. He's finished. We fight to believe. I, God wants, by his stripes, we were healed. God wants everybody to be healed. It's not his will for all men. It's, it's, it is his will for all men to accept Jesus Christ as Lord. For all men to come to the knowledge of truth. But all men ain't going to accept him. But that's, we can't say that ain't the will of God. It's already, he already said it. That it's his will for, that no man perish. But all men come to the knowledge of truth. But you're going to have some folk that just ain't going to accept it. He ain't making them accept it, right? So when we talk about God can do whatever you want to do when he want to do it, Bible don't teach that. Bible don't teach that. Right. That's what it is. Bible don't teach that. I don't know where they heard that at, but they, they haven't read the written. Well, here, here's the thing, though. When, when you hear that Jesus rose with all power and authority, it, it kind of starts your, your thinking of, oh, well, all power and all authority means he can do all things. Right. Like that's that's where that thinking could come from. Okay. No, no, that's exactly where it come from. But what what did Jesus do with all that power and all authority? He gave it to us. He gave it. He, just, he said, all power have been given unto me. I give it unto you. Now go. <laughs> so you go. So that's kind of like, I'm resting. I'm done. I'm resting. Right. Yeah. Now you go. So. I'm going on up there. You go. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> And they watch him get carried away in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. Y'all said, hey, listen, I don't want to got this thing for y'all. I don't want to got it back. Here, I'm gone. Y'all handle it. So some people say that unbelief is a sin. Yeah. How the, do you feel the, about the, 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 the Bible refers to it as an evil, um, as the sin of unbelief. So, so it, it, they call it the, uh, the, uh, the unpardonable sin. The, unpardonable, the only sin that you can't be pardoned of is unbelief. That's the only Explain one. Explain that. So... Um, 
how is it that we enter into the salvation that is so great? How do we, how do we enter into it? By faith. By faith. By believing. What's the one thing that'll keep us or prevent us from entering into okay. unbelief? Unbelief. Mm -hmm. That's it. The one sin that 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 can't you can't be pardoned for is unbelief. That's not what I heard. What you hear? Oh, I, I said that. As, as <laughs> I don't read my Bible, I should say that. that's not what I heard. <laughs> what you hear? Uh oh, where, where you been hanging out? Yeah. Yeah. Where you been? <laughs> <Get up. laughs> that's why I was yeah. like, let me stop saying. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, read my yeah. Bible. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, because there's, there's, there's certain sins. So, um, I thought that I read where it says that if, if you deny, like, mm -hmm. if you deny Holy Spirit, I right, think. Right, if you deny. Okay. I heard that that's, that's one sin that you can be forgiven for. Is that true? Right. Denying oh, okay. the Holy Spirit. That's the same thing. That's, that's the, the unpardonable sin. That's, it's unbelief? That's unbelief. In the context of that scripture, it's talking about uh, Holy Spirit, you know, coming to you and, and, and revealing to you or convicting your heart of, you know, Jesus or whatever, whatever it oh, okay. is. And you deny him access or you deny, you deny what he's saying. That's, that's unbelief. That's the, okay. unbelief. that's the unpardonable sin. There's only one sin that you can't be pardoned of. And that's, that's not believing. That's the one thing that prevents you from accessing all that God has done for us and all that he's finished for us is unbelief. I know people want, they, they come up with all kinds of stuff, but the unpardonable sin is the, the one thing that you can't, that, that, that's like got God like limp, that's, that's getting limited is, is our belief. It's our faith. It's what we either believe or we don't believe. Hebrews lets us know the, the nation of Israel wasn't able to enter into this rest, not because of their sin, not because of their unbelief, not because of, I mean, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say unbelief, not because of all this, the negative stuff they did in the, in the uh, wilderness. It was because they wouldn't believe. That's the only thing that kept them out of going into the promised land was their unbelief. We are under the same and even a better uh, covenant to where the one thing that will keep us and prevent us from accessing all that God has given us in the finished work is unbelief. That's it. Unbelief. That's interesting, though, because I feel like in this generation, they would kind of see that as God not letting me be me. You yeah, I mean? they would. Like, they'd be like, well, I mean, if I don't believe, then I just don't believe. Why Why am I being, you know, targeted or attacked? Because I... That you sound me. just like them. That's them, right. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything's an attack now because we don't agree with you. So you're being attacked, right. right? No, no. I mean, that's exactly how they would see it. Unfortunately, that still it don't is. matter. Yeah. It is what it is, right? You, you have to believe. God is a God of faith. We have to believe. Now, now, when we talk about Jesus, what Jesus demonstrated in his ministry was what would be contained in the finished work that we can now enforce in our own lives and in the lives of others. That's what we have to see. Now, once we see that, I'm talking about changes everything. Jesus demonstrated what our great salvation offers to us and gives us the right and the opportunity to enforce in living life, but it's going to be lived through the faith life. My faith life is what enables me to access all the finished work has and enables me to change and bring about change into my life. When I see it as that, now the question, how does God meet us where we are in our faith? How does God meet us where we are in our faith? Is not, it, I understand the question, but it don't necessarily work in that fashion. Mm -hmm. There were people who came to Jesus and said, if thou, if thou will, y'all can make this happen. He says, I'm willing. What can you believe? Mm -hmm. I'm willing. Can you believe? Right. It ain't a matter of him being willing. It's can you believe? Uh, but you, but, but you do know where, where that goes now. Where that go? Right, Papa D? Where you go? So that goes to, I, I did believe for my aunt to be healed and she still died. Okay, now, now, now. Let God be true. 
and every man a liar. You say you believe. You say you believe, but wisdom is justified over children. You say you believe. I get that. It's like, it's like I told y'all a story when I say, when I said, Lord, you said they that put their trust in you should not be put to shame. Mm-hmm. He said, you wasn't trusting in me. Now, you couldn't tell me prior to that I wasn't trusting in God. Right. You couldn't tell me I wasn't believing right. You couldn't tell me that. But guess what? I wasn't believing right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't believing right. Let God be true and every man. Like, I, could, I, I, got, I got to be willing to say, you know what? Somewhere I missed it. I know people whose whole life has changed because of stuff like that. Because they, they, you couldn't tell them they wasn't believing. You couldn't tell them. See, 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 we, the problem we run into is this. Here's the problem we run into. Most folks don't read the written, first and foremost. But folks who, who, who listen to other people talk about the written, and they have an idea where scripture is, they'll, they'll come up on a situation in their life. Right? Let's just take, let's just take poverty. Let's just take wealth creation. Jehovah Jireh. Folks quote that scripture till they blew in the face. Jehovah, my God shall supply all my need, right? And they and they look at their, their economic situation or their lack and they say, and they try to pull that scripture out of the out of the logos and they try to say, my God shall supply my need. And they try to put that scripture, insert that scripture in their life like they wanted to be inserted. That's not how this thing works. Mm. That's not how it works. Jehovah Jireh, our great provider, has a provisional system. Mm-hmm. He has a provisional system. You have to get in line with his provisional system to see his provision manifested in your life. When we go back to Abraham and we see how Jehovah Jireh was revealed to Abraham, one very important statement. It says, in the mount of the Lord, his provision shall be seen. See, you got to be where the Lord would have you to be. You got to be in alignment with the mount of the Lord. Mount, guess what the mount, guess what mountains represent in the Bible? Governmental structures, governmental processes. Policies and procedures. See, the kingdom of God is the mount of the Lord. If you're not um, under the umbrella of the kingdom of God and its policies and its practices and its principles, then you can quote all you want. My God is my Jehovah Jireh is my provider. But if you're still doing the things the way you want to do them, it ain't going to work. If you're still leaning to your own understanding, it ain't going to happen for you. You won't see the provision. You got to get under the provider's provisional system. That's like a whole mindset change because you're saying that. Stop right there. You just said the perfect thing. <laughs> That's a whole mindset change. Yeah. The problem is people's mindset don't change when they get saved. They come over there with the same mindset as they had in the world because they said a little prayer. Somebody forced them up to coerce them to come up to the front of the church and repeat this after me. And they repeat it after them. But their mind never changed. And they think they saved. And then they start quoting a little Bible they hear on TV or the quoting a little Bible they hear from the friend. They never start reading the read, reading the written. They never get a word spoken to them. See, that's what true faith is about. We don't get into that, but, but the fight is to believe that which has been spoken. The fight is to believe that which has been spoken to you. Mm-hmm. You, you, can't, you can't live by faith until you've, until you've, until you've received a rhema. You can't receive a rhema until you've read the written. If you don't read the written, then you, can't, you won't know what's being said. You don't, if you don't listen, what, what's being, what he's saying, if you, if you, if you don't know what's been said, then how are you going to know what he's saying? That's how that works. If you don't know what he said, you'll never recognize the voice when he's saying it mm-hmm. in the spirit. See, the word is spoken in the spirit. It's not written in the spirit. It's spoken in the spirit. It's written in the natural. If you don't read the written, that, that, that was written in the natural, you will never be able to hear or discern what's being spoken in the spirit. You can forget about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks think they believe and think they're walking by faith. 
So you take that scripture where, 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 where grandma was sick or auntie was sick or whoever you use, and they say, and they say, um, well, by, 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 by his stripes, you heal grandma. And I'm believing grandma to be healed by his stripes. But they never went to the Lord. They never went before the Lord. They never prayed before the Lord. Listen, my father was on his, was on his deathbed. My daddy was on his deathbed. And before I went and said anything to him, I went to God and said, Lord, what am I supposed to do in this situation? And I waited before the Lord three days. They called me, and I didn't go home for three days waiting to hear from the Lord. Hey, you sound like Jesus with Lazarus. I want to do. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. <laughs> they called me on the Wednesday. I didn't go home to Saturday because I didn't get a, I didn't know. what I was like, what am I going home to do? What am I going home to do? I waited for three days in front of the Lord, before the Lord. And the Lord said, I said, Lord, what am I? And it finally came to me what to do and what to say when I got there. And to the glory of God, the leaky heart valve was healed. But I waited to hear. I didn't just go start quoting the scripture. And my God, my God is going to heal you. No, 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 no. That's religion. Yeah. You got to wait before the Lord. This whole thing is based on relationship. Mm-hmm. He'll throw all that other stuff out the window for relationship with you. He want relationship. Mm-hmm. Listen, he want an intimate. He want, he want to be as intimate. As, he is a, the word, the word is ardent. He is a jealous, ardent God. He wants you and he wants all of you. He wants the intimate relationship with you and you alone. He wants to be able to speak to you in the, in the, in the cool of the day, in the, in, the, in the darkness of the night. He wants to be able to speak to you directly. But if you don't, you don't take the time to do that, he's a gentleman. He'll sit back and wait and be as silent as he can be. So I'm going to go back to what I was saying. This thing is real. You got you to want to live this thing. You got to want to live it. It's, it's intricate. It, it really is. And, and the, way, the way that it's taught, it's taught in a very generic way. It's like it's, it's almost like it's taught in, and I promise we're going to come back to it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's almost like it's taught as, as like a telethon. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we want you to come join us. We want you That's to be exactly with us. That's exactly what it's taught you like. Know, we're going to do a few shows for you here. You know, you just call us up. Oh, give us some money. Man. You know, and, but, but, but really... It, it, it needs it's mega to be church mentality. It's what? It's get mega church. Get as many people yes. as come about as we yes. can. And the bigger our ministry, the more annoying I am. No, you ain't got no annoying on you. You just know how to gather. Anybody can gather a bunch of people. Right. Just right. speak to their pain. They'll come running. <clears throat> just speak to their pain. They'll come running. The word needs to be in classrooms. Now you try to disciple them. You got to get them to change what they think. They run another way. You tell them they got to come here to learn. No, they don't want to hear that. Right. Now, just entertain me. Right. Just entertain me. Let me give well, you this $20 line. Just entertain me. Entertain me. And, and I'll come hang out. With, but, but you talking about coming to the church to learn? You talking about coming to learn something? I'm going on down the street. I'm going on down the street. Because mm-hmm. folks don't come to church to learn. They ain't trying to change the way they think. They, 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 want, they, want, they want the miraculous to take place. What did Jesus say about miracles? Folks who want miracles to happen all the time. He said a wicked yeah. and adulterous generation okay. wants miracles to manifest. Mm. You're just being lazy. You don't want to put the work in. I really got to do something miraculous than me, than me, uh, change, yeah. change my mind about what I eat and exercise and maintaining my health. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's work. It's, it's all she think, work. She think about that leg day. She think about that leg day. <laughs> she think about that leg day. <laughs> yeah, so she dread that leg day, man. Call me another time. I'm talking about that leg day. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you just going to say something. I couldn't, that thing um, burst it out. So I was thinking about it in the, the practical sense when you were talking about mountains mean government, basically. Yeah. And to, to change into a, a new mindset of, 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 of government or kingdom, it's just like if you worked at a certain place and now you work at another place, you have to shift your That's mindset. Sure. The culture That's is sure. different it. now. 
Like that's like that's practically how I, I think about it. Like if I leave a job and go to another one, I have to shift my mindset. Y'all don't do the same things over here. Man, listen. So, when, I, the, when I was in Miami, right? <clears throat> we had a we had our own language to call a certain plays. Mm-hmm. Like a, a go route or a, a streak of what where the receiver runs straight down the field full speed. We call that a go route in Miami. Buffalo, they call it a streak. New England, they call it a burn. San Francisco, they call it something else. Whole new language. Mm-hmm. I can't come from Miami to Buffalo and want to maintain Miami language. Right. They're going to send you home real quick. <laughs> you got to learn our language, <laughs> learn our plays, learn our terminology, right. yeah. or get sent home. Right? That, that's the same thing. Listen, when we was in the world, we thought a certain way. We spoke a certain way. We believed a certain way. We did certain things a certain way. But now we come over to the kingdom of God. It's totally different. But you know what? With people, the kingdom of God is invisible. So it's hard. It's hard for for some people to shift a mindset for something that they do not see. Watch this. It's invisible to the natural eye. True. But to the eyes of faith, it's right there. I see it. I see it. Jesus said, he that got eyes to see and ears to hear. Mm. Man, I see it. I hear it. I smell it. It's all right there. But but you got to see it by faith. You got to see it by faith. So, the kingdom is there. So there's to 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 get to the point where 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 I think there's a base understanding of to get to the point to where to where I think there's a base understanding of of you know how how our faith can. I'm sorry. How did you say it again? Is it's not about how where God meets us in our faith. It's about right. what we're believing. It's, where, about where what, we're believing. it's about what we believe and how we access that which is finished. Okay. So in order to get to that point, can you talk about the natural progression from getting saved to, and you can just go into generics, yeah, yeah. but the, the the point that I'm trying to make all this and asking you this is that there's there's a natural progression from beginning to the highest levels of faith, right? right? That that in t- that that uh, kind of captures the 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 work that needs to be done. Because what what I think people are missing is that you know you you get saved and you you expect to just enter into this new world that's unseen, right? right. But it doesn't happen as that way. No. There's things that you have to do. There, there's time that you have to spend. There, there's a progression to it. So can you just talk Amen. about that's that? That's a great question. That's a wonderful question. So there there's a the Bible says that. Uh, uh, we go from faith to faith. Mm-hmm. That speaks of the progression you just mentioned, right? So first of all, we got to define faith real quick. Faith is God's word in your spirit. That is the spoken word. We know the spoken word to be the rhemas of God. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. So we got to have an ear to hear, right? The Bible says, so then faith cometh by hearing, hearing the rhemas of God. Mm-hmm. Faith cometh by hearing the rhemas, based on all the scriptures I just put together. Mm-hmm. Faith Coming by hearing Ramos. That means God's word has been spoken into my spirit. Mm-hmm. The spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord and searches all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of the man is, is the spirit of man is who God directly is in contact with. It's the spirit of man. So when God speaks, he's speaking into the spirit of man. That word that he speaks into the spirit of man becomes faith, right? That's what we define as faith. Once that word is spoken and it, and it is spoken into the truth, is spoken into the spirit, it then becomes the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, that's the end goal. What happens is between that, between that end goal or from that end goal, we got to go back all the way to the beginning. 
I got to have an ear to hear. Faith coming by hearing and hearing comes by the word. We are in a, we're in the middle right now of a, of, a, of a series on hearing and the importance of hearing. Hearing is critical. Jesus said two things. Be careful what you hear and take heed how you hear. Those two things are important. But the hearing ear, faith coming by hearing us, but hearing by the logos of God. That's what the scripture says in Hebrews. Logos, you got to hear the logos. And, we, and what we concluded from that is if you don't read the written, you'll never be able to receive the spoken. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't enter into the spirit of the logos, you'll never be able to hear the spoken or the voice of the spirit. You have to have the progression in place. I have to read the written and develop an ear to hear and become familiar with the language of God and know what God has said if I want to hear what God is saying. Jesus is the example. He knew the word of God. He read the word of God. He studied the word of God. He declared the word of God. He read the written. He knew the written. He was familiar with the written so he could hear the proceeding word. He could hear the spoken. That's the progression that you have. When you first get saved, I ain't got no word in me. I can't have no faith. The Bible says we've been, I should, I should, let me back up just so, so we're not confusing. We've been dealt the measure of faith. Everybody's been dealt the measure. That means that, that word measure that speaks to the beginning element of faith. That was the measure that you used, that measure of faith was used for you to get saved by. Now that measure came in seed form. Seed form, just like everything else. A seed, now the life inside of that seed can be developed. That seed can then grow. Right. The measure of faith. So Holy Spirit dealt to us a measure of faith to instantly give us the ability to believe our way into salvation. Now you have to cause that measure of faith to grow. That's the progression. How does that measure of faith grow? By reading the written. By reading the written. Once I read the written, I, get, I, get, I become so familiar with the written. My sheep become so familiar with the voice. When he speaks, I know. I hear it. See, we want to live by logos. We don't live by logos. The letter kill it. It's the voice of the spirit that giveth life. So we have to go from, from little faith to great faith, which, which, which I got, I want to make this, this note that there was only, there was only two people that was, that was in the new Testament. That was, cause I think Abraham had great faith too, but there was two people recognized having great faith. One of them was a woman. Let's keep that in mind. That's very significant. Because in today's age, you know, women can't do much in the, in the big, you got some denominations, the, the girl just left the Southern Baptist folk because they wouldn't ordain her to preach. Mm -hmm. She can't pass. That's foolishness, right? A woman, God, God to, and, and I know in some people's mind, um, even though the, the, the nation of Israel was a male-oriented and dominated culture, they attribute that to being how God is. That ain't God and ain't God way at all. Like, God raised up women like he raised up men. Mm -hmm. He used women like he used men. Like he he use a woman to do great things like he use a man to do great things. Catherine Kuhlman. I mean, we can go on, go on and on. So when you talk about, you know, the the um this this I don't know what we want to call it, but you know, the 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 awareness of women being able to do things, you think about God. Like God is in that. Like God is for women. Right. And in, in in that particular culture, the women weren't trained and they weren't taught and they weren't able to do the things that our women can do today. Well, we can't put what was a cultural thing, not a not a biblical doctrine, but was a cultural thing in their day and applied to our culture. It was a whole different culture. God raised up women, used women to do mighty, mighty things. Even in that day, even though she wasn't an Israelite, she was a Seraphonician woman, but he said, woman, great is our faith. Like, great is our faith. I mean, so, so faith and the progression of it begins with the measure 
but then it 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 evolves into great. And Abraham in, in Romans the fourth chapter, you know, gives us the 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 more details of the stages of him staggering out of the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Strong faith gives glory to God. Strong faith, get, strong faith don't go asking and begging and, and crying and snow. The strong faith don't do that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. When we, we when we're walking by faith, people, people <laughs> go to so uh, right. It just weighs on you, Pop. Yeah, I can yeah. tell. It's right. yeah, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Man. Yeah. Like, but like strong faith praises God. We don't go asking God for nothing. Lord, I thank you that I have favor with someone. Lord, I thank you that by your strength. Lord, I, Lord, please heal me. Heal my no. Lord, I thank you that I'm here. I thank you that I'm thanking Lord. And strong faith gives glory to God. Well, you know what else, too, Papa D, I've noticed is that we we also, um, because we don't know what God's provisions are and, and how he will provide, we think that if it doesn't come the way that we think it should, we, we automatically attribute it to God isn't coming through at all. And one thing that my therapist taught me is that obviously if 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 we if we say, God, I need a chair and he gives you wood, that means that you're supposed to work that out and create that that chair because he gave you what you need. But I, I have to be able to see that God is providing it. So I think some sometimes Wait, can I comment on that? That's the cause you just said a great thing you just said. Okay. We just talked about the provider has a provisional system. So here's how, here, here you go. This is already finished though. This is already done. Mm -hmm. right? So what you said, you say you pray for this, you pray for a chair, God gives you the wood, mm -hmm. right? Okay, but that's already happened. Right. That's already happened. Now, now let's pick up from knowing that that's already happened because the work is finished, right? Let's pick it up from, from he gives you the wood, mm -hmm. right? So the provisional system is provisional system. Lord, Lord, I need some, I need some money. Well, he ain't, he ain't printing dollars in heaven. <laughs> but he's giving he you makes away. you aware that I've given you a gifting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He makes you aware of your gifting. Now you go, he that turneth his gift shall prosper. You go and you start turning your gift, there go your money. But that's already done. We ain't got to ask him to give me no gifts. We just got to discover them, develop them, design them, and deploy them into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Right? That's how we, that's, and we got to turn our gift. Mm -hmm. We got to work our gift. Right. So the provider has a provisional system. We go into this into in our building with God's way brand where we talk about uh, we got a we got a whole system of how you can discover your gifting. Once you discover your gifting, then we talk to you about developing your gifting. Then you talk about designing it. Then you talk about deploying it. So we got a whole process. There's a, that's the provider has a provisional system that's beyond bringing a tithe and offering. That's just the entryway into it. Right. So understanding that about your provider will change your whole life. I think so too, because even you you saying that, what 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 is speaking to me, property is okay, if if I'm ever in a need of anything, all I have to do is believe that something is already done about it and now I just have to work out where it is, what it is, because it's already done. So now it's up to me to work out that salvation. Okay, right. Uh, you got it. Okay, work out the salvation. But now, but now he says this I won't leave you comfortless. But I'll send you another comforter. I like when he, I like the reason he said another. In the same way Jesus was sent to comfort us, the Holy Spirit comes to comfort us. What's Holy Spirit's primary responsibility? To lead me and to guide me into that which is finished. God's reality for my life, the finished work of Christ. So you don't have to work it out in a sense on your own. We got Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. I I I what's, what I need to do is already in me. It's already finished. 
Holy Spirit. Now, don't lean to my own understanding, but lean to the understanding of the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. Holy Spirit, lead me into that particular knowledge of wisdom and understanding that I need to have in order to manifest what's already finished. I, my, my focus of my faith is to manifest what's already finished. Man, we can't say that enough. My, the focus of my faith is to manifest what's already finished. It's finished. It's complete. It's done. My life is complete. My purpose, my destiny, all that God has for me is finished. I just, I just need the wisdom, understanding, the want to, to work out my salvation, to work out my life. You couldn't say it perfectly. Yeah. That's, how that, that's how that whole faith fight works. My fight is to believe. My fight is to believe. I, I got to believe. <laughs> One, two, oh, two. Um, so, I mean, that, that, that's what we, that's what we say, come on, you hold it. I'm waiting like, on you. I'm waiting like, on you. That's, that's usually how it is. That was one of the most D-like responses I've ever <laughs> but that is not the first time that's happened. It's starting to get too much like it. It's starting to come out too much. It's starting to come out too much. Listen, I don't want to hear that. I'm waiting on you. Right. <laughs> I just need the pen. Don't, point, don't, don't be pointing at the you. TV. I need the pen. <laughs> don't be pointing at the TV. <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's usually you when it comes to Caitlyn. I'm trying to notice that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> all right, so what was that? I can't remember. We were all off. Yeah, no, well, that's I need fine. the pen. I don't know. What <laughs> just give me the pen. That's done. I just need the pen. I, I'm done. ahead. It's done. I just it's give me the done. pen. Right? What, what you need is done. Oh. No, okay. but that, that's a great example. But like, Jesus finished. Like, that's done. I just need to know what the pen is. Like, the work is finished. Right. We just need to know. We just need to know. The, we just need to understand how to access. I'm waiting on you. Well, yeah, I'm we, that's it. You. That's what it is. Yeah, we, we, we think we waiting on God. God waiting on us. Yep. Mm -hmm. All things are possible to him that believe. believe. We can say that in the, in, the, in the opposite. All things are impossible for him that don't believe. Mm -hmm. You forget about it. Unbelief. Did we ever establish the fact that we can limit, that we limit Jesus? Yes. Yes. Limit, we yes. Sound, okay, good. Because yeah, I mean, Israel did it. God says they limit, they turned back the, and limited the Holy One of Israel in Psalm, talking about the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. And in Jesus' day, when Jesus went to heal, do some miracles, he said he couldn't do, he couldn't do no, no great or mighty works because of their unbelief. Mm -hmm. Like unbelief is the one thing that'll hinder us from experiencing what God has for us through the finished work of the cross. It's unbelief. That's what it is. Now there, there's a level of, there's a level of works that can be done to an instant because I, I don't want people to get this confused with what they see in the natural because there'll be some people who, you know, may not be exercising their faith the right way, but they'll get some things done and that will appear like, oh well, their faith is great. Well, no, they just had an ability oh, or they had a skill set that allowed them to accomplish some things and then put people under the impression that. Yeah, right. right. Well, that comes to this, right? That comes to this, right? Remember when Jesus was up on the Mount of Transfiguration and he came down and there was a father with his son who was tormented of the devil. Okay. Yeah. And then he said, when he came down, he said, what's going on now? Listen, what's, right. <laughs> come on, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Jesus, you know, he Need to down get here. the audio book. <laughs> What's, what, what's going on right here? What's the deal? Come and tell me what's going on. Man, how long am I going to put up with this unbelief? Man, bring the child over here. And he asked the daddy, well, how long has it been going on? How long has it been going on? 
that I told him how long since he was a child. He says, well, can you believe? He says, I believe. He said, but the man cried. The man cried. He, he was in like in tears. He was broken. He, couldn't, he said, Lord, I believe, but help thine mind unbelief. Right. Mm. He believed, but then he had unbelief too. Yeah. So you can be in a place. So you got to see your faith as 100% of something, of, what, of faith, right? 50% of that could be good, but then there's a portion of that where you're struggling. Right. Right. You can understand this man's struggle because this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. This has been going on for a long time. Like I've been watching my son go through this for a long It's hard to just tell somebody like that, just believe God then. Cause it, no, he's been going through this for a long time. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the woman with the issue, but she'd been going for that thing for a long time. But she kept, she heard the word twice because she heard the word twice. She was able to do something and, and get something done. But he'd been going through this for a while. So he was battling. He was battling. He believed, but then, man, look, this been, man, this thing been going on for a while. Like there's some folk who be listening. They've been dealing with stuff for a long time. Like they got to, man, I believe this thing, but listen, this thing keep coming on me and I can't shake it. Is that, is, is that where that mustard seed of faith comes in where you only need a little bit? Oh, you, that you, you, well, well, that will come in, that will come in in the beginning. If you have the faith, the measure, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what I see that as being is Jesus showing us how powerful our faith is. You don't need a whole lot mm -hmm. to get a whole lot done. You don't need a whole lot of faith to get a whole lot done. But what you're saying is that 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 small mustard seed should be in the beginning of your Yeah, faith that happens in not, the beginning, not at the end. That thing should be in he's got to blossom and grow. But you don't need a whole lot of faith to get a whole lot to move a whole lot to get a whole lot done. Well, in this particular case, the Jesus came down the man said, "I believe but help my help thine mind unbelief." Right? So there's a place to where and Jesus went on to heal the son. Well, there's a place as we as we're developing and as we're maturing. Paul said this, he, he did a lot of stuff in unbelief, but because he was in unbelief, God showed him mercy. Mm. See, and that's where the mercy of God comes in, right? The, a lot of times we, we could be praying for the mercy of God instead of praying for all the other stuff. We pray for stuff he's already done yeah. because the mercy of God is, is just say we were, just say we required, um, 75% of our faith to get something done, but I'm only at 70. Well, the mercy of God then covers us the rest of the 5%. We can look at it like that, right? When we, when we talk about the practicality of God kind of meeting us or we, or we tap, that's where the mercy of God comes in. Yeah. But in this guy's life, well, he, I believe Lord, but man, this thing been going on a long time. I got, I got some doubt in here too. Right. Right. Okay. I got you. Boom. So the mercy is that concept of mercy, God meeting. Yeah, the mercy it, well, is the, the concept of God, God meeting you because the mercy of God will will cover us, you know, wh while we're developing. Now, now that don't go on forever. Right. right. That don't go on forever. Right. I don't expect not you to. No, no, he ain't forever suffering. <laughs> I mean, he's not long, he's not forever. He's long term, but not forever suffering. Right. Right. So he he's not, it's like a child. It's, it's, again, it's like raising a child. Right now, my grandboy Rocky. Like he, he, you know, he run around there pointing. Mm, mm, mm. Listen, I ain't gonna take that for too much longer. You know, I start using words. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, you you not learn the language can only last for so long. Right. You not understanding how to speak understandable and intelligent words and ask for what you want. I'm only gonna accept that for so long. After that, I'm gonna start nothing. No, no, you gotta use some words. You won't get nothing. Yep. God's same way. No, you gotta mature in your faith. So, uh, there's so many of us as believers who whose growth has been stunted because of our lack of knowledge and we expect God to still show us mercy. No, you got to grow up. No, he, he you're going to grow up. You know what I'm saying? You're going to grow up. 
One way or the other, you're going to go. <laughs> right. You're going to find gonna yourself learn, in a situation. You're going to learn the way you're supposed to learn, yep. or you're going to go, or pain going to cause you yep. to grow up. And you won't have no right? choice. Yep. I mean, I mean, we got to see this thing as a, as a cohesive life that like, it's a, it's a, it's a relationship between a father and his children. I was just children. thinking that. And, and that's, that's the one thing that I hope people see is that he's not being a tyrant. He's not being, you know, some, some arborist, hateful king. That is what a father would do Dude, for his children. Right. right. My whole Absolutely. goal, my whole goal. Listen, um, I don't know if y'all saw my post on Facebook recently about Justin. Justin wrote me a card. Yeah. yeah. That thing had me crying for three, four hours. I couldn't stop crying. Because what he said was, he longs to think like daddy. Hmm. That's all God wants us to do is think like him. <laughs> but the religious folk going to tell you, nobody can think like God. God's thoughts is God's thoughts are hiding your His thoughts. Ways right. His ways, man, get that foolishness away from me, man. Oh, that, that, the Bible don't teach that. But ain't what the Bible, the Bible says we got the mind of Christ. That's right. Like even that's finished. Like the mind of Christ is finished. Like I have the mind of Christ. It's finished. That is, that is done. Now I gotta grow into that. Yeah. I gotta access that. I gotta develop it, but it's mine. It's given to me. All right. I ain't gotta ask him for that. That's finished. But 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 to want to think like God. Have I not said ye are gods? Mm. I mean, that's what Jesus taught in the word. That's what he taught in the scripture. Can you imagine a world with that much arrogance? I mean faith. Oh my <laughs> that's what they gonna Oh, he's being arrogant. No, no, no. No, I'm not being arrogant. I'm not being proud. I'm being humble when I say that. Right. I'm being humble because I'm picking up what God thinks what about me instead of what right. I think about me, what you think about me, what the world thinks about me, what they say about me. You know, so, it, I mean, it, this whole thing, it's been presented to us in, in such an erroneous way. See, Jesus said it like this. He said it like this. He said, the law and the prophets was unto John. But from John, the kingdom has been preached and every man must press his way, press it into it. Moses and Elijah represented the law and the, and the prophetic utterances. All of that was about Jesus. Well, Jesus says up until John, now here I come, I'm talking a whole nother language. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. See, he didn't come to bring a religion. What did what did Adam lose? Folks don't even really know that. We gotta we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. What did Adam lose? He didn't lose a religion. He lost a kingdom. Yeah. He lost dominion. He lost authority. He lost government. He lost rulership. He didn't lose religion. Jesus didn't come to bring a religion. He came to bring restore a kingdom back to man, a governmental order back to man, a governmental system back to man, a way of well operating and functioning as an individual, as a family, and as a nation, as a community, and as a nation. Like all of those policies apply from the family to the, to the government, to the nation. That's what he came to restore, a government, not a religion. So I, I, I'm reading in John right now, and I think he said something to the Pharisees how your father is Moses. Was that, was that, like, a, was that like a dig? Well, not necessarily a dig, oh, okay. but, but more or less letting them know where they, where they, where where they, they stuck. All right, okay. Like you, you, all your stuff centers around Moses, but man, greater Moses is here. I'm, I'm greater than Moses. I'm right. here now. What did Jesus, what did God, I love, remember on the Mount Transfiguration and they went up there and Peter, uh, again, being Peter, Lord, we need to build three tabernacles. The Bible says, uh, uh, the cloud overshadowed him and a voice appeared in his Bible says, while Peter spack. In other words, God said, shut up, Peter. 
<laughs> he <laughs> cut him much, off. Pretty much. It says, while Peter spat, the voice spoke. No, 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 no. What you saying? No. It says, it says, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. It ain't about Moses. And it ain't about Elijah anymore. It ain't about the prophets. It ain't about the, it ain't about the first five books of the Pentateuch. Or the prophets. It's about him. Hear ye him. And what did Jesus come speaking about? The kingdom. He came talking about the kingdom. He didn't come talking about no religion. He did away with all that stuff from the, from, the, from, the, from the Sabbath day to the tradition. He did away with all that foolishness. He said, that stuff is fulfilled in me. I got something new for you. But we still under the old. We still being taught the way they did it, you know. When Jesus said, listen, this is how we get this thing done. First of all, everything finished. Now, you just got to access what I've done by faith. You ain't got to ask me for this. You ain't got to pay for me. You ain't got to beg me for this, right? You got to praise me. Thank me. There's, there's that element of our faith. But, man, it's, it's like we got to go through a whole learning process again. Be, transformation comes by the renewing of the mind. No other way. No other way. Right. Transformation comes by rethinking or returning to the original way of thinking. Repentance. To return to the original way, which is God's way of thinking. Transformation. Anything outside of a renewed mind, forget about transformation. All that stuff is just, it's just window dressing. This has been a very, very enlightful, <laughs> fulfilling, impact yeah. discussion. Um, but I do want to end it here just in case you still wanted to talk about what you wanted to talk about since we're like around 50 minutes now. Did you still want to talk about um, what's going on in California? Yes, or? yes. Well, I want to talk about the book. I want to bring up the book. Um, uh, we released the book. We released the um um, press release came out the other day and, and, you know, we had some, we had people just start hitting the website, um, looking at videos, uh, people start going to buy the book and, um, you know, it's, it's going great. But we recently came across a news story on CBS news on their, um, they got a, like a, a little segment where they talk about unity and unifying America and they talked about this situation in California. Um, what's the name of the beach? Manhattan. Manhattan Beach, where there was this, 100 years ago, there was this black family that owned a significant portion of the beachfront property that the city used the concept of eminent domain to seize the property. Um, and now they're using it to make millions of dollars off of it, right? And so the family's historian has been researching it and he, he discovered it and he made a fuss about it. and. The um, the county secretary for that region is joining forces with him and the family to get the property um, reinstated to the family and then have the city lease it from them so that their family can get some income from it. But uh, the, the the city county woman came out and said that um, if that property hasn't been illegally taken from that family, that their family, which is probably, you know, they showed a picture of them, it's about 20, 25 of them. He said they will all be millionaires by now. Like they say one house on that beachfront property can go for upwards to $25 million. What we got to see in that is, is the interrelatedness of, of community and, and black community and friends and family and how when, when you're blessed, you could be a blessing to, you know, uh, your friends as well. I think LeBron James is probably one of the most popular examples that we can use that all his childhood friends are millionaires now. Because he took the money he made, he put them into business, and now them, and now they do the same thing. That 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 exponentially can grow the community that they come out of. We can't look at that one incident. I think this is most this is the most critical element. We can't look at that one incident 
and 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 think it's an isolated incident that it only affects that community or that community or that family. That incident, that one incident could have a exponential effect on so many people. Right. Like the immediate family's friends right. and their friend, friends could be affected by their wealth that they would have came into had that property not been stolen from their forefathers. Mm-hmm. And that's why the book Reparations Now and Why is so relevant today. Because that is God's perspective on why black America should be reparated because what has happened to black America over the centuries shouldn't have happened. And God is at a point where he's given, he's given white America and the American government enough space to repent. They haven't repented. And now he's, he's, he's just in his judgment. Now he's making some things happen and, and black America will be reparated. But now to that point, it's going to require black America fighting to believe. One of the things that's kind of been discouraging as I've entered into this fight with some of our um, faith-based community and the non-faith-based community is, is the infighting that's take going on that take place because of whatever. I mean, there has to be a degree of unity that those who are fighting for reparations that we have amongst each other. There has to be a degree of unity that we demonstrate so that we can go and stand before the U.S. government and say, we demand this to take place or else. But if there's no unity... We can't do that. We can't, we, we have no power. We don't have the, 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 the political might, nor the financial might, nor the, nor the uh, power of God that comes with unity to destroy that yoke. So there's going to have to be a degree of faith involved uh, in that fight as well. We can't do it without God and the church fighting alongside of everybody else that's fighting for it. The church has to take its rightful place. And so uh, we encourage everybody to go get the book. We're going to be promoting it like, like never before. We're going to put all our resources into making sure that this book is available uh, and everybody sees it so that they can get it so that we can believe God to bring healing. And I want to emphasize that this will bring healing. The repair of black America will bring healing to all America. Well, thank you for that. This has been really, really good. So thank you for coming up with our topic today. Bro. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was really, really good. Okay. Well, until next time, make sure you comment, share, like, um, definitely check out the book. Um, so we kind of stopped our little, our little special editions right yeah, now, yeah, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. okay. It's still, you know, a lot of things are still good in that book. So please check that out until next time. Stay safe and be blessed.